Welcome to the 525 Records Podcast. You suck, buddy, you suck. I can yell at the comedian because I'm a drunk cunt. That gives me carte blanche. I got a cunt and I'm drunk. I can do anything I want. I don't have a cock. I can yell at performers because I'm a fucking idiot because I got a cunt. Tim Warner, welcome to the 525 Records Podcast. It's an honor to have you here, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, it's good to be here. This is a nice setup you got. You've been on the grind for 11 years. Uh, you're doing the thing, man. You know? <laughs> we. You just did two open mics <laughs> Sure, tonight. dude. That's what people are telling me. But yeah. Who yeah, else, who else is telling thing. you this? I'm doing the thing. Who else is telling uh, you this? A number of people. Comics and non-coms, whatever else. It seems to be... Uh, Seems to be a theme of 2021, apparently. So, yeah, yeah, I'm out of here doing the thing. You are headlining tomorrow night at the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego, the world-famous Madhouse Comedy yeah, Club in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yes, I am. You just got done with a couple of open mics. Uh, one of them was at the American Comedy Club. The other was at the Madhouse Comedy Club. Yep. How, how'd you feel about those uh, mics tonight? I mean, what were your impressions? Uh, I think both of them were fucking flat soda. The first one looked like success and sounded like not success. I wouldn't say failure, but not success. And then the second one, um, I could tell 10 seconds in that, uh, I don't, I don't think those people, I don't think we're going to be compatible, you know? So that's what I think. Well, speaking of flat soda, the yep. the reason why you popped up on my radar yes. was from a comedy show called Kill Tony. It was uh, episode four ninety nine. Donnell Rawlings was there. Yeah, um, one of the golden ticket winners, who was also a roast master like David Lucas, got into it with mm -hmm. Donnell, and then Donnell just took it over, did a monologue, you know, took just commanded yeah, the like room. A Fifteen minute fucking. And then proceeded to walk off the show. Ego justification, yes, I guess, in yes. a sense. But, I mean, the point of this is that I've never seen a flatter, colder, deader room. I mean, that room was cold, dead, and empty. And then you hear your name. Yeah, right. no, see, here's the thing. All right, continue, because I want to hear your perspective, I actually. Think, I think we should keep, listen. No, 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 keep going with what you were going to say. I'm just trying to Right, and then all up. of a sudden, yep, that's exactly what happened. I'm just setting it up this the yep, scene yep, because yep. Uh, there was no harder room to come into than after that Donnell walk off. I mean, everybody was like having a good time, and then before you know it, it's like Donnell's gone, and he just did this ten minutes well, soliloquy. May, may I tell you? May I tell you my perspective? Yeah, please tell me. See, this is what's so fascinating, right? So you're seeing it from that view. Here's what happened that night from my view, my perspective. I was outside in the street. I was there, just like, eh, fuck it. I'll put my name in, whatever. I didn't expect to get picked at all or anything of that nature. Didn't didn't know Danielle was on it until, you know, the thing starts and some people are like, oh, Danielle Rawlings. It's like, okay, great. And you are, you, are you in the green room or are you on the no, sidewalk? No, I'm outside. I'm on standing the on the fucking sidewalk. We're outside of Antone's. Right. Standing on the side. So you got like, I don't know, dude, you got like fucking easily 50, 60, 70 comics sitting on a sidewalk. You know, and there's people from not just Austin. There's people from that have driven in from other cities. They got chairs, shit. It's like fucking 
It's like waiting for concert tickets back in the day. It's You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of comics out there. And then what happens is they say your name, and then, like, you know, it kind of trickles out, whatever, and then you, you go in. So all of the beforehand that you mentioned, the flat soda of the crowd and whatever else, like... I, I, I got on stage. I saw that Danielle wasn't there. And I'm like, all right. I didn't think much of it because it's like, well, I got, here's my minute. Let's bring it. And then I noticed the crowd up front was like, uh, yeah, like a little flat soda. And then I was, you know, about 15 seconds in, I'm like, ah, shit. Maybe I shouldn't have talked about this. Maybe I should have done some dating stuff or whatever else, blah, 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 blah. And then they started getting on board. But I didn't realize anything that happened. I didn't realize that Danielle had that thing. I had no, I had no fucking clue. I was outside. I was outside literally five minutes before, dude. I popped my second edible because there was a comic there who just got there, uh, Anthony Knight. He just got there from Baltimore. He was literally there like three, four hours, and we're just shooting the shit outside of this thing, whatever. And he, uh, he said that he took two of the edibles that we got. And he was like, ah, oh, fucking hi, whatever. And I was like, well, I don't want you to feel alone. I don't want you to get all anxious. So I'll pop another one. So both of us are doing two now. You know, everything's cool. And then like five minutes later, uh, literally I hear Warner. It's like, ah, shit. All right. And you have no knowledge of what have just Not transpired. None whatsoever. Which is basically Donnell commanding the stage, doing a monologue, you know, foot on the monitor, and just destroyed the room. He walks off. Now the room is cold. Yeah, but yeah, he empty. also, but it was, it was kind of like in retaliation of getting roasted. Right. Uh, where his feelings got hurt. And Big then time. he went off about himself, in a sense, in his career and who he is. And, it was a very, you know, ego-driven, uh, you know, fuck it, I don't care. What I heard later that night, dude, he was fucking loaded on Rainy Street. He had, like, two, he could hardly speak. He had two chicks, like, kind of, like, crutches, whatever else for him. He's, so, got, he's got a team of people, assistants, managers. Yeah, he's you know. fine. But this is the setup. You know, if you don't know Kill Tony, you get one minute. It's, uh, you know, they draw your name out of a bucket. So unbeknownst to you, you're out on the sidewalk. Correct. Donnell has just left the room cold, dead, and empty. Yes. And now they call Tim Warner. And yes. here is <laughs> the set. Ladies and gentlemen, another name. It's Tim Warner. Let's see what happens here with Tim Warner. Um. Tim Warner is next on Kill Tony. Doom, 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 doom. Here we go. You guys still having fun out there, huh? You guys okay? I remember walking up to that beat too. I was I like, yo. It takes forever to get to the stage. Yeah, because we're on the sidewalk, really dude. That out, so. To see it live, very, very rare. Okie dokie, here we go. Things are about to pick up. It's Tim Warner, everyone. Great. <laughs> kind of think 2020 was a war on hope. You know, a lot of people now are supposed to pay attention to the healthcare system. I kind of think that's an oxymoron. Right no here healthcare. is where I was like, an shit. Industry that needs us to be sick in order to make a profit, you call healthcare, right? So now we all got to take a vaccine. Some people worried about side effects. I'm here to tell you there's nothing to worry about because side effects, it's a bullshit term. It doesn't exist. Who goes through life having cause and side effect? Nobody. It's cause and effect. 
If you take a pill that gives you bleeding ass cancer diarrhea, that's not a side effect. That's a bleeding ass cancer diarrhea pill. You should call your doctor today. Maybe get some weed or something. <laughs> the reason why they call them side effects is because they want you to take all those effects. Put them to the side. Ignore them, stupid. Take the fucking vaccine. It's all psychological. It's all in the language. All of it. Started with fake news. Remember that? Oh, oh. Do you have more? I want you to keep going. I want to hear everything that you prepared for tonight. <laughs> all right. So you heard, I remember fake news. And everyone's like, oh, my God, there's all these alternative media sources. <laughs> First of all, the fact that they thought the news was real. That's adorable, right? Isn't that fucking cute? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would be concerned about fake news. We all bullshit ourselves in order to get through life. It's how it works, right? You ever heard anyone go, I'm going through a breakup? Well, that's bullshit because the breakup already happened. What they're going through is a competition to see who's going to fuck someone else first, right? I mean, come on. It's insane. Like, I'm white, right? So I'm on the inside. I get to hear everything they say, okay? There's a term that only white people use. And it's reverse racism. Have you ever heard this? Oh, last night I went out and I dealt with reverse racism. Well, what is that? Acceptance? <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop you there. There he is, Tim Warner, everybody. Wow, Tim, get back up to that microphone. I know you're looking for a skateboard or something right now to jump on. Huh. Welcome to the show, Tim. How long have you been doing stand-up? That was very, uh, very entertaining. I was on episode 82. Okay. That's at a the hell comedy of a long store. time ago. 2008, huh? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. With uh, or wait, Segura. Wait, no, not 2008. 2014, that would have been. Yeah, yeah with off. Segura and uh, Christina. Bert? Okay, Tom yeah. and Christina. Hell yeah. yeah. They'll be back soon. I do believe they might be. Uh, there's, I think there's a... I don't no, know. they're moving here. Yeah, I think they are moving here, in fact. Uh, so you've been doing it that long? Did you start yeah. then, or...? Yeah, started, you started on Kill Tony. Started in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, How long I ago was, was that? Visiting LA at the time for Beautiful. two weeks. Okay. Yeah, you'd been doing it for two weeks. No, no, I was in LA for two weeks. Gotcha. Last time I did. Gotcha. Welcome, welcome. And now you live here. Uh, I escaped New York Election Day. I got yelled at by a bunch of SJWs over the summer for going outside and having fun. Yeah. And uh, so then, uh, unlike the SJWs, I voted for a woman. And then been living in my car, traveling the country ever since. Wait, and what, now I'm here. What woman did you vote for? Uh, Joe Jorgensen, dude. Okay. Libertarian. Oh, oh. Right, thank God. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. No, I, what? I like, I like my vote to count, so... Uh... Oh, you, you still believe it does. That's adorable. <laughs> I love that. You Hold still believe it does. That's adorable. <laughs> I will. You are my favorite uh, comedian that performed at the Capitol uh, in January, I gotta admit. Easy, that's an easy one. Low-hanging fruit. It is. I love it. I'm more intelligent than that. I love it. On your, and how long have you been in Austin? Uh, well, let's see, I got here March 1st. Okay. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm at the Walmart on 290 if anyone <laughs> wants to stop by. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Is that I'm living in my car, dude. I, I left. I went to, not to brag, uh, I went to Huntsville, Alabama for two weeks. You got your hair cut in Munchkin Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Represent. This was the result of the medicinal martial law in New York. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? How did you decide on that? I don't know, dude. It's, for those of you listening, it was, his... it was tough fucking being in New York during all of this. Yeah. Really... You, you were in the heart of New York City? Yeah. How, and how, you were born and raised there? No, my parents fucked in Syracuse, and then I moved to New York after 9-11. That's a great... I'm telling you, 
you know you know how to get the fuck out of somewhere. I like yes, that about you. you. Thank you. You're right. We abandoned L.A. right around when you left uh, New York for greener pastures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, the rent was cheap after 9-11, so it was like, why not? Heck, yeah. You Get know? a place right at the World Trade Center, why don't you? Whatever, <laughs> guys. It was 300 bucks a month. So, yeah. Why wouldn't you move there? Hell yeah. I get the feeling you're fully invested in Bitcoin and GameStop. Am I no, correct? No, I'm just unemployment. Okay. And Patreon. <laughs> what do you do on Patreon? I got a podcast, The Joker in the Rye. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, I'm guessing you talk a lot about politics and conspiracies Everything. and whatnot. Yeah. Everything. Talk, I'm documenting basically my life when I was a fall down drunk addict. Um, like how, how two long years ago. Sober for? Today's 600 days. 600 yeah. days. How cool is that, huh? Yeah, I'm not clean. Like, I smoke weed. Every day. If anyone's got DMT, I'll do that too. But that's it. That's all I do nowadays. I love it. That's Hell it. yeah. I wonder how many more days until you no longer look like a drunk drug addict. <laughs> I know. Still right? the lingering I effects. I can't imagine how much fun you must have had. Oh, so uh, glory holes and fight clubs in Chinatown. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some stories. Yeah, like yeah, what, dude, what was life the, is great. What was like the lowest point? What? Lowest point. <laughs> All right. So I was. In was it when Donnell Rawlings walked out on your podcast? Because <laughs> I could probably relate. Uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> he did not. He's just snapping one off. No, I mean. I don't know. The homeless, homeless in New York is pretty rough. Yeah. Um, you know. That's one of my favorite Frank Sinatra songs. Uh, <laughs> homeless in New York. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, let me, can I ask a quick question to you guys? Uh, uh, real quick. Uh, sure, go right ahead. Should, <laughs> it's me that gets to decide that. I, I got them. a decision to make in my life. Do you guys think I should stay in Austin? Yeah. Okay. They want you here. Okay. They want you. They have plenty of people like you comfortably sleeping under bridges here all around town. That's fucking great. You'll fit in just right here. That's great. I don't know why you're at a Walmart when there are perfectly <sighs> fine bridges. <laughs> so I see you have a Bill Hicks uh, shirt on. Uh, yes. Uh, you a fan of Bill Hicks? Huge. Or, like, stand Huge. Up? My, um, my Mount Rushmore uh, would be Bruce... Carlin, Pryor, Hicks. Uh, I love Stan Hope. Um, Axl Rose, Neo, and Tyler Durden. Um, Wow. That's the rest of Look at that. (laughs) Fuck yeah. How about Adolf Hitler? Where's he on your... uh... Come on. I've got such a great... Like, don't let this fool you now. You know what I mean? This is... This is how a dictatorship thrives. You keep a country divided 50-50 over things like haircuts. You know? So fucking true. No, we believe you, Tim. I have a lot of friends like you that I talk to like once a year for a second. <laughs> Always keeps empty water bottles in their back pocket. Just never Just know. in case. Yeah. You have to fill it up yeah. when you're homeless. Yeah, got a poop in it or Thank something. Thank you. Actually, I use a Tropicana. Tropicana? The big mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. big mouth, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, Tim, I mean, yeah. your set was so goddamn hypnotizing. Very, very, very interesting. Really? Such an Absolutely. amazing word. They tell people to go for as long as they want until they start getting borderline uh, white power speech. And then no, I, that's a really good... I agree. I'm just kidding. Like... I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. The reverse racism thing was great. And the whole thing, very entertaining, Thank very you. enthralling. You showed Thank your experience you. up here, and I appreciate it. There goes Tim Warner, everybody. Uh, He's at I am Tim Warner. Yeah, dude. I too have that now is. started using a Tropicana big mouth on yeah, the, when the I'm best. on the road. 
you know i mean the thing about you is you have this ability to bring a room to a standstill in order to unload what i what i what I would like to call the quiet storm of potent ideas. Like huh. most people try to just hype, 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 you know, bring it up, bring it up. You come out with a ball of fire and at some point you get the entire room silent and then you unleash the quiet storm of potent life-changing revolutionary ideas. And I think, you know, that's the one benefit when Donnell left, he left a cold dead empty stage ready to for an audience to be injected you know they weren't expecting anything they they're not coming off of uh you know some average mediocre regular comic you know they're really? yeah just totally shocked totally surprised but that so that was your kill tony appearance that was your second kill tony appearance yeah and so we talked about the pre what happened after that what do you what do you mean i went to an open mic <laughs> directly after <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh oh there's literally, all right, this is going to be hard to explain audio-wise, but here was Antone's, right? And that's on 5th Street, and then you go block over on 6th. Literally, there's the blind pig. Blind pig. Yeah, so upstairs at the blind pig is uh, an open mic. Starts, what, sign-ups are 8.30, starts at 9, I think. So you're grinding so hard, fresh off of your Kill Tony appearance, which most people would just take the win, you're boom. I right. walked a couple blocks. Right. Well, that's the funny thing about it, man, where it's like, all right, so, you know, you have that quote-unquote victory. But it's like, it doesn't, it, you know, like the end of 8 Mile, dude. You know what I'm talking about? The end of 8 Mile where it's like he wins the rap battle finally. And then, and then it's like, yo, dude, we ought to do this as a duo, whatever. He's like, yo, man, I got to go back to work. I got to pull a double at the right. printing press. Right, because there's that guy covering me right now. And it's, it's almost the same way. Like, I look at it as, like, baseball. I will admit to you, I went to the Blind Pig. Uh, I had a decent set. You know, I was pretty happy. People, you know, were like, good job, whatever else. I left. Uh, I walked around Austin till, like, 4 in the morning, smoking a little weed, eating some edibles, and uh, just smiling, uh, enjoying the victory. And I stayed up, so I stayed up as late as I could because I know when I wake up Tuesday... Monday doesn't matter. Like, stat-wise, all the stats are there. But I can't carry it with me Tuesday. It's like, how, are you gonna, how am I going to do tonight, Tuesday? You know, and then when Tuesday's on, okay, how am I going to be Wednesday? Because it's the consistency. It's winning streaks. You know, you can, have, you can have a 16 seed beat a number one seed. Sure, okay, great. But what you need is you need the consistency to continuously be a playoff team, a winning culture, mindset, things of that. Of, of that nature. So it's like, okay, that happened. You go back to work, you know? And this is what I think separates you from a lot of people is this incessant drive to keep the knife sharp. Like, just might. It's, it's, ooh. See, I don't think it's keeping the knife sharp anymore as, um, I don't know, as this whole journey has unfolded since I've left New York City. Um... I don't know how to say this other than with these words, forgive me, but it's just like I'm necessary. Um, it's a purpose. It fits. It's, I kind of, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I've kind of just created a world of comedy. 
all I got. That is truly unique and truly your own. Yeah. I it's a double edged sword. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Let's talk about you know? New York. Uh when you were Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Well, one of the videos I saw that was yours that really blew me away is you yeah. were you were in Tampa at Side Splitters and uh you're just chilling in the parking lot and because you're such a New York guy. Oh, the podcast episode yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, okay. And yeah, then yeah, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. who parks next to you but Mark Norman? Oh, yes. And he's like, oh, man, I'll oh, get you dude, on the guest that's list. A, oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I haven't thought about that kind of since. I mean, Jesus, that was January. For he knew sake. you from New York. Correct. From being a grinder. You're doing Correct. Gotham. You're doing the, all the, the whole New York scene. And you guys you know, probably bump into each other. And out of nowhere, you're parked at Side Splitters in Tampa. And it's, see, oh, man, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. And the thing was, too, dude, I could have parked anywhere. I got there early. So when his show was starting, it was obviously filling up. It was kind of tight the way the car next, like not next to me, but the next to the space parked. So there was a person that pulled in and then they're like, ah, fuck, I can't really get out. And then they pulled out. Then all of a sudden here comes Norman, you know? And then it was like, holy, wow, small world. He's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, we went in, watched the show. He introduced me to people. He was a sweetheart, dude. He was a sweetheart. And it was really great to see him, too, because when I saw him in New York, when he showed up from New Orleans, like, tremendous. His writing is tremendous. Tremendous. He's uh, And he's a fucking machine. A beyond a machine. He's so good at comedy. Sometimes I think he's not human. He, like, there is the vaudeville flavor of Norman... And also his passion and knowledge for it when you talk to him about it. Like, it's just, you know, he's a dude who, like, like if you talk to a great, like a current Hall of Famer, they'll talk about all the greats. They'll know the the shoulders of giants, which they stood on, and the stories and the reasons why, et cetera, et cetera. And, like, I remember just, like, him and Sam Morrell just being fucking base and just everywhere, working, working, working. Um and that's the New York grind. You can get on the subway. You can do three yeah, spots a night. Yeah, no more. What? More than that, bro. You don't need a car. More than that. And he got a moped, famously, or yeah. some kind of motorcycle. But yeah. sp- speaking of New York, I want to take you back to Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. That was, you know, probably like the 1960s, one of the last great chances for humanity oh. to actually you know, do something. And it, it Occupy Wall Street, in my opinion, uh, you know, was corrupted. It went to shit after a few, you know, however long. And But you had a brilliant speech, and it's uh, on the Joker, or it's on the Tim Warner channel, and uh, I want to play it right now, if it's all right with you. I kind of want to just run oh, down. Oh, that set from Occupy? I want to run oh, down. Oh, shit, I haven't watched this in fucking whatever. Let's yeah, do it. Dude. This is day five, oh, Occupy Wall Street. I think it's fantastic. This is almost like Tim Warner. This is your comedic life. Tim it's Warner. fucking interesting. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched this in forever. I forgot. All, yeah, this is on there. It's one of my first early clips. We're going to run down all the greatest hits. Wow, this is dope. You want to know about this quick? I'll tell you real quick. Yeah, so here's give the, me the deal. Setup. Here's the deal. Yeah, this is what I came into. You want to talk about flat soda, right? Beyond Donnell. <laughs> well, it's 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 on par in a different way because you were aware of it. Whereas, yes, you know, yeah. right. So first of all, this was funny at the time. Uh, I was dating a comedian. Okay, there was this mic that everybody went to, Lucky Jacks. It's great mic, a mix mic comic music it would go on to like two three four in the morning it was fucking great and uh 
she gets a phone call or a text message. Okay. It's like, hey, uh, we're down here at uh, Zuccotti Park wondering if uh, you're around, Tim. I want to see if you can come down and perform. And so she tells me, I'm like, Scotty Park, Google it. Never heard it before. Google it. See where it is. I'm like, fucking, what is this? All right. I'll go down. I knew who the dude was. Uh, he ended up being one of the three guys that wrote the Constitution for Occupy. The Occupy Constitution. Correct. Right. Correct. Right. See me perform whatever else. So this is the fifth day of Occupy. We go down there. And uh, there's some other, there's three other comics that he asked to come down. And so it's the four of us. We're just going to do like five minutes each, some shit like that, whatever else, for the people that are just sitting out there, you know. I can't tell you what, how many there were at the time. It's like the jelly bean thing. But it's like maybe, I don't know, 100 people, right? Maybe 250, whatever. It's probably like 100. It's Occupy. Yeah. Well, it's but it's beginning. No Early. one really no one really knows about it. Early occupy. Sense, you know, right. even someone like me, I had no fucking clue. It was before it was corrupted. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um there was a beauty that first month, dude. So I remember we went down and I saw what it was and I remember I walked around with the girl I was with and we we're looking at stuff and I'm like, "Jesus Christ, dude, this is, this is everything I fucking talking about here and whatever." You know, and I remember seeing some fucking like some kind of like Bill Hicks speaks or like listen to Bill Hicks type signs as well, whatever. It was like, all right. So they start the thing and then the three comics go up and long story short, I'm kind of babbling. I'm sorry. So I'll just get to the point. Uh, so three comics go up, dude. These people aren't digging it. They're not digging it at all. Right. So then they do one of those, like, uh, I can't remember now. I used to know lingo back in like 2011. But they have kind of like a, a meeting thing, whatever else. And they're like, all right, so do you want to start our meeting and figure it out? Or uh, do you want to have a more show? And, and the guy running it, who was the guy who did the Constitution there, he's like, well, we got one more. All right, do you want to say for one more? All right, you know, and they did a vote. Oh, they did a vote. And they go, yeah, all right, we'll let... Why not? We're about artists. So we'll let the one guy go on. Let's get this over with. Right, right. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. <laughs> I'm come down here specifically because I think he's a revolutionary and I love his mind. I think he will too. Ten Some of the best ago. comics underground in this city has to offer. It is an hour long show, once a month, at Understate Marks. Guys, give it up for Tim Warner, please. That? Yeah. I agree but with that. I want to let you guys know, I'm not a conspiracy nut in any way. I just happen to believe everything I'm not told. I kind of think for myself at times. It's weird. We still do that nowadays. What do you think? It's weird. Like, I worry a lot about this generation. I'm 33. Uh, I come from Generation X. When 
I look around the world today at things like iPods, iPhones, iTunes, and iPads, I really think this generation ought to be called Generation I. So all that shit is doing is just making us isolated. And again, the only reason I say that is because I think. We used to do this back in my day. It's fucking weird. Like, I just don't think I understand modern times. You know? Like, I don't know if anyone in here has ever gotten depressed for one day for like two months or so. But I did that last week, and I decided to Google Tim Warner comedy. And Google had the audacity to ask me if I meant Time Warner comedy. It's like, fuck you, Google, I exist. It might be on page eight with a YouTube clip that's got four views and two thumb-ups and both of my emails. But like, no reason to be twatty at 3.30 in the morning, Google. Right? I don't get modern times at all. I think this is a generation that takes their status updates way too seriously. There's people that tweet about how they just ate asparagus, took pictures of it, and then write about three hours later how their urine smells like asparagus. We took the wrong turn in Albuquerque somewhere, kids. We really do. I don't like a lot of the technology. Like, for me, I hate getting a Facebook message. I wish we would talk the old-fashioned way with our mouths instead of this. I can't stand getting a Facebook message. Like, you guys ever get a Facebook message and you go to reply to that message and you see that one of your friends from high school just got married in Vegas? So you click on his profile to leave a comment, but then you kind of wonder if his wife's hot. So you click on her profile, and you notice there's a bunch of pictures from a bachelorette party, and you're kind of sad thinking about jerking off, so you start going through the pictures. You notice one of them showing cleavage, you know, she's kind of hot, so you click on her profile, but you can't see any pictures because you guys aren't friends. You don't have that kind of time, so you go back to plan B and you click on her profile, and you notice she has a boyfriend. Is this dude cooler than me? Only one way to find out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, think about it. Kurt Cobain's last twit. What would that have been? Oh, shit. Courtney's got a gun. <laughs> you know, Jimi Hendrix's last twit. Please, somebody, turn me over. <laughs> See Harvey Oswald's last twit. Getting out of work early today. I'm going to grab my gun and check out a film. Hope there's something good. Pound sign, R.I.P. Oh, I wish I said hashtag. We didn't know back then. <laughs> All I'm saying is this. I don't have much energy left. All I'm saying is this. Don't remember where we came from. Don't forget. And that is utter love. All we have is each other. Don't let the machines take our minds, take our spirits, and take our soul. My name's Tim Warner. I wouldn't argue. Unfucking believable. So far ahead of the curve. I mean, that was 2011. It was 10 and years ago. Yeah, and, but Christ. I mean, the whole the the insane social media culture today. I mean, that was you, you call it 10 years ahead of time. I mean, you could, people could see it coming. But I love that about Oswald's last tweet. You know? <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I had Getting more off work early today. Yeah, I had a I had a lot more, uh, but. Yeah, I remember that, dude. I was fucking out of breath. It's hard to yell. Stand up in the park, no mic. Yeah. A, a, a park full of people. You're, you're just yelling With at the New top York of your lungs. around you as well. Like the, the, the nuance and the noise and the ambiance of the city. You know, you're in the middle of Wall Street in a sense. You know, you're like right there. You could throw a rock at the bull. Yeah. You can throw a rock at where they fucking do the stock exchange, whatever else, from Zuccotti. And then, you know, afterwards, man, I went down there a lot. And then um, it was kind of cool because a number of comics, you know, would just be like, hey, man, you know, I heard about that Zagati. I saw your video. I don't know. You take me down there sometime, whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure. Come check it out. And again, the first month was absolute magic yeah. because it was just people coming together and just talking. Right. And it was from every different kind of uh, race, creed, sexuality, like background, conservative, uh, fucking liberal. It didn't matter. People were just discussing like, what do you think the problems are? And it was just talk. It wasn't like, well, no, my, I'm saying my problem is the right problem, which is just nonsense arguing anyway. But it was... None of that was going on. And then once uh, the Radiohead thing, and then once they started, it made me look at the Tea Party differently because I saw how news would come down and I saw who they would film. And then I would go watch the news and see how they would do the report. And I'm like, well, you're, you're making all of them look completely stupid. And it made me wonder about the Tea Party. It's like, well, is that what they were doing to the Tea Party? Uh, so I don't know. It really opened my eyes to a lot of things. I saw a lot. It was really fascinating. Those early days of Occupy Wall Street, for once, people came together to fight the correct enemy. I think so. Instead of fighting each other. Yeah. And then, as it always is, it's corrupted and it devolves. Well, and they they, are, they eventually fight each other. That's, a, that's of, a whole other podcast. Yeah. You know, but it was beautiful to see it pop up. Like, I mean, again, I was in New York, so that was like the first one. And when it started popping up in other cities and started being across the country and then around the world, that that was pretty wonderful. You know, I mean, you were talking about the 60s aspect of it. It brought me back to, uh, I remember the Teamsters uh, uh, march. So all the unions got around, and I'm sitting in front of fucking City Hall, dude, in New York, right? 
and there's all these different colored shirts representing all the unions, all these circles of green and orange, red and blue and purple. And it was just, and then we marched and it was like a lot of gray hairs were around, you know, and they were like, dude, this reminds me of the fucking sixties. Dude, just taking it to the streets. It was really beautiful to be a part of. Again, that night around 10, 10 30 is when the SWAT teams came in. Anyone who was hanging out from that fucking March, whatever, you know, it's either you getting beaten or you're fucking leaving. We've had enough of these dangerous yes. ideas. Oh yeah. That, that ended up happening that night, but the day, the day was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, for dude. that little moment in time. Yeah. Get that five, six hours. Oh, forget about it, dude. Well, you know, there's a lot of parallels between 9-11 and JFK. And uh, one of my favorite Joker in the Rat podcast episodes is when you go to Dealey Plaza. Oh, wow. And you do an entire breakdown of the JFK assassination. Yeah, I think I messed up some things with that, though. That's why, you know. I got a couple names wrong. Like, I misplaced some names. But the concepts were there. Like, McNamara wasn't as involved as much as I said he was, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, you'd have to live and breathe this stuff as, you know, yeah. any researcher does. You know, it's hard to keep it all at the top of your brain, you know, at, at the time. There's enough to know that it wasn't the way they told you it happened. It's but so fascinating to be I, there. I think that whole concept is brilliant. And I think the next one should be 9-11, right? Go to New York at the 9-11 Memorial. Go mm. to the museum talk about all the inconsistencies i mean you know people like to that's interesting people like to scratch the surface of 9-11 with the saudis and the 28 pages and you know the, the for me one of my favorites is the movements of the hijackers but it's enough to know that it wasn't what they told you it was well, my my favorite is the like kind of gematria with it the coincidental things like the numbers of things of it that i find fascinating yeah um can I tell you them quick? Or no? Yeah, go for it. Oh, all right, because I, I just, I love this. So there was a project for a new American century that was written by the Bush administration. PNEC. Yes. And in it, it said, in order to initiate change in America, we need a catastrophic and catalyzing event. Like? Like a new Pearl Harbor. Exactly. Okay. Then 9-11 happens. Three buildings fall in New York City that day. Building one building two, and building seven. When is Pearl Harbor? December 7th. Or numerically written, one, two, seven. And then, United 77, 77 minutes after takeoff, crashed into the 77-foot-high Pentagon on the 77th latitude. All of those things are probably just a coincidence and there's nothing to see here well and this is the whole thing you know that's all fun and good and yeah. it is incredible i just i just find that so fast i find it fascinating the one thing that won't go away from mm -hmm. that day is building seven yeah wtc7 just won't go away because that's the one area where people can't explain it all away i think you know what's what's even crazier than the dramatria is how the same names keep surfacing over the history of time like yeah. for instance george bush senior very prominent in the kennedy assassination yes bring it forward to modern times philip zelikow right the guy they put in charge after they got rid of kissinger to do the 9-11 commission yes. report yeah, 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 what yeah. is what is he Supposed doing to be the now? kissinger yeah, yeah now yeah. zelikow the guy that literally wrote the 9-11 cover-up commission report is now doing the covid investigation like he, it's like they don't have enough warm Sorry. bodies this is i will admit get me up to speed quick the last two weeks i've been kind of since i've left 
last Tuesday from Austin. I'm a little uh, behind the speed when it comes to some of these COVID revelations. Like, I understand some shit with Fauci, and now they're going to throw Fauci under the bus, which was the goal anyway. But um, so what is the what it, it comes from a lab, right? That was in the emails. Uh, we're paying them with taxpayer money from the NIH, which Fauci knew that money, and it was going to the, um, what is it, the Gnome of federation i always forget no 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 the eco health alliance yeah but it's uh what do they call it what's their term they keep using the gnome to something project or i don't know anyway uh so what am i missing well here's i'll tell you what you're missing uh the man who invented the pcr test which is what we're using a bullshit test well, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. No, it is because what they do is because here, it's here, not. This is, I had this argument in Tampa. It's not a test, it's a process. It wasn't made for the virus. Exactly. What they do is they spin it, they take your blood, they spin it 50 cycles, and they find it isn't even COVID. They find some pubic hair of a fucking cold, and then they go, hey, you're COVID positive. And then what they do is then they give people the vaccine, they take the blood, they spin it at 25 cycles. And you don't get as much of the, and they go, oh, look at, look at, you're clear, you're fine. The vaccines work. PCR is complete bullshit. I had an argument with fucking, not an argument, but I had a discussion with doctors after a set in Tampa where they came up to me after my set and they said, hey, what would you say if, um, if you, if, if we said we were in the medical industry? I go, what would I say? I would ask you guys, am I wrong? And their answer was, well, we're not going to say you're right. What you're getting at is the cycle threshold. And so I'm sorry. So that no, for anybody listening, uh, this is what you know. The anger is awesome, and because you have the truth behind you, and you're at, you are absolutely no, because, right. You know what else too? Because so many people came after me. So many people have given me an ist or an ism or a QAnon or Trump supporting. You believe or in Nazi reptilians or all of this shit. Oh, so you and believe in reptilians? It's sure fine, whatever you want to fucking call me. But at the end of the day, it's so amazing that I have been on the pulse of this shit. But whatever, I don't know. It's just that's perturbing. So what, the PCR tests are what? Well, I would what are like, they saying now? I would love to play a clip for you. Please. It's the inventor of the PCR test. He won a Nobel Prize. His name is Kerry Mullis. He died right before the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where he really made his bones was during the AIDS epidemic. Yes. And there was a very familiar figure that we all know today as Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Well, back in the 80s and 90s, he was there. Yep. And uh, he was killing people with AZT. And this, this is what the Nobel Prize winner yes. for inventing the PCR test, which all boils down to cycle thresholds yes. in terms of what it's going to discover. Here's what he had to say about Fauci. In, yes, in, please. Enjoy. And listen, you know, these guys like Fauci get up there and start talking. You know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face. Nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope. And if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, and he doesn't understand medicine. And he, doesn't, he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people, and they don't know anything about what's going on at the bottom. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. Fucking goddamn right. Personal kind of agenda. 
they make up their own rules as they go, they change them when they want to, and they smugly, like Tony yep. Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. That's goddamn right. That's goddamn right. And we'd just like to say that, Fauci, uh, we think you... You are the biggest idiot that ever lived. Because I, it's true. People like to think these people are all-knowing and powerful, but they're just fucking press-whore liars that will do anything to get on television, you know, most of the time. You know, people like to credit Fauci and Gates with being, like, these evil masterminds. I see them as complete and total fucking puppets. Um, well, yes and no. I mean, again, Event 201... Uh, October 18th, 2019 in New York City. It was a simulated uh, coronavirus pandemic that was sponsored by uh, the World Economic um, Forum. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yes, and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. All the people that were giving us numbers and information uh, about COVID during all of this. A tabletop exercise. Yes, and uh, where it was taking place in Brazil, where, uh, fuck, what was the it? Exercise. I think, uh, I think uh, a pig ate a bat and a human ate the pig and then a human got the virus. And a dude fucked a monkey. And, yeah, that's, uh, see, that's, I was doing Facebook Lives, dude, in March of 2020 when they had the bat story and I remember just going to people like, I'm sorry if I don't buy this because I remember, and maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I, I, I grew up in a, a terrible place, whatever else. But I remember people were saying AIDS started because the gay guy went to Africa and fucked a fucking green chimpanzee or something stupid. And that's how AIDS started. And it's like, and now the bad thing is just so fascinating to me because it's like you play off this fearful stereotype that they created. It's like, hey, you know how those queers are? They're out there. They're fucking guys. They'll fuck anything. And then it's like and then it's like the bad thing. Well, you know how the Chinese are, dude. They'll eat anything. And it's like, stop it. Stop it. It was made in a lab. You let it fucking loose, whether it was on accident or not. Uh, regardless, you let it loose. You knew you did. You fucking lied to us. You, you, you had a controlled demolition of the American economy that has happened in the last fucking 15 to 16 months. Uh, and, and you paid us off. The mob paid us off to shut our fucking mouths. That's what a stimulus check is. It's insane. There's so much. I can't wait till tomorrow night, dude. I got so much material on this shit. Well, and the key takeaway from I'm event. sorry I'm angry. It's no, just like, I God damn it. it. I can't believe. I can't. That's what gets me about New York. I can't believe they allowed it to fucking happen. They rolled over and just went, all right, the blood. All right, Pataki, we got to listen. We got to listen because we hate Trump so much. We got to listen to the opposition so much more. No. They're all the fucking same goddamn fucking thing. All of them. Even the Joe Jorgensen I vote for. The only heroes are people, and they hate that. Puts responsibility on people. If I could interject. Yeah, they don't want the voice of reason spoken, folks, because otherwise we'd be free, and otherwise we wouldn't believe their fucking horseshit lies, nor the fucking propaganda machine, the mainstream media, and buy their horseshit products that we don't fucking need and become a third-world consumer fucking plantation, which is what we're becoming. Fuck them. They are liars and murderers. All governments are liars and murderers. And I am now Jesus. Now... This is my compound. 
the key takeaway of event 201 is if you watch the entire thing they could care less about solving the virus or you know curing the pandemic the, what their main focus was was how do we clamp down on social media how do we get the government to get in bed with social media to clamp down yeah. on quote unquote misinformation disinformation and this is where the lab leak theory is so like mind-boggling ridiculous because you know people have, were getting banned all year and now all of a sudden it's mainstream matter. it doesn't matter i mean look the way you look at it fauci said in 2017 there was going to be a flu during the trump administration they get rid of people like alex jones uh i don't care what you think about trump i don't think he's the greatest i don't care for him at all but you know what that man should not be off social media and the same with alex jones i'm a person back in the 40s dude if there was an open mic if adolf signed up dude i would have let him do some time i wouldn't believe this shit i wouldn't have enjoyed it whatever else but dude it's fucking open mic adolf wants to go up there and fucking bash the juice hey fuck it let him go up there and bash the juice he paid his five bucks or whatever it is to get him like that's me you should have the platform now the thing is now it comes down to personal responsibility amongst people do you support that or not Hopefully what would happen is if it's such bad speech, hateful, blah, 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 all of this, people would not support that. That's what you would hope. But that you don't get rid of it. You don't, you don't abolish it. You need them. You, they need to speak. They need to be allowed to. Once they're not, soon, soon they're going to be fucking coming for you. Soon it's going to be, you know, right now you laugh. Trump isn't on any social media. You fucking laugh until it becomes someone you care about. And then all of a sudden it's not so fucking fun and games. But this is where it starts. And that's what people fail to fucking see. This is where it all starts. And the fact that the World Economic Forum has a goddamn podcast called The Great Reset. That is about what is happening, the realignment of not only America, but of the world in so many aspects, socially. Christ, in New York, you got to have a QR code to go have a fucking beer and do some lines in a bathroom and maybe pick up some chick that you're going to fuck anally without a condom. As long as you got the vaccine. Why does it have a marketing campaign? Why? Why, why do you have to, in Ohio, they have, you, you get the vaccine, they put you in a lottery, you can win a million dollars. They had some fucking 19-year-old or some shit win a million dollars. New York, you do the vaccine, they're giving away scholarships to college, free rides. Donuts. So did any of it matter beforehand? It's like when pizza used to be 20 bucks and all of a sudden there was dollar pizza that came out and it was like, wow, they were ripping us off the whole time. You could be giving out all of these college scholarships. You could have just been giving them out. Vaccines. How, how come when it comes to this other shit, there's, they had a goddamn tour for the fucking vac for the vaccine. Biden and, and the Harris administration there had a fucking Tour for the vaccine. How come Magic Johnson doesn't have a fucking festival for his AIDS medicine, dude? At least once a year. A little Not weekend festival. One. Not Nothing. one time. Nothing. No promotion. No Facebook thing for people that have HIV and don't have AIDS, I right? Mean, you would you think. don't get a little banner that says, hey, I'm not AIDS positive. I'm HIV positive. I'm taking the medicine. And here's Why? how I Why did only it. for COVID? Here's how I beat AIDS. 
And here's Sorry. my AIDS foundation. I, you know, I can go on forever, but I also got to get going because the club closes in a little bit. Bro, I'm so glad you brought this up because yes. I am shocked at who is just running out to get vaccinated. Number one, Doug Stanhope. I'm talking about people that had a very healthy distrust of all things government. Uh, the puppet on the left has my beliefs. The puppet on the right has yeah. my beliefs. Hey, wait, there's one guy holding shut up, America. So, Go back to bed. Uh, Stanhope getting vaxxed blew my mind. Um, Sage Francis, the rapper, known for a number of, you know, really kind of truth music sort of albums, proudly displaying his vaccine status. Tim Dillon, another guy. I thought, man, if this, this if there's a guy that's carved his own niche that does not need this fucking travel passport, which is what it's become, surely yeah. it's him. But there he goes. Oh, I got to get it to work, you know? I mean, people that had a very healthy distrust for all things government are now going, well, fuck it. I got to get it because I can't travel yeah, and I, I got to work. I think there's a – I got to keep this short. But I think there's a misunderstanding when it comes to – the language again anti-masker anti-vaxxer i don't consider myself either or uh, i'm an anti-truster of where it's coming from when you have three vaccines and they say and, and there there is your illusion of choice we have three vaccines one comes from johnson and johnson they have i believe arsenic in the baby powder there's been metal in baby food there's one company that's making a vaccine. You also have Moderna that's working with IBM. IBM was a company that tagged Jews back in uh, you know pre World War II. 1933, II. Edwin Black, New York Times Thank bestseller you. book, IBM and the Holocaust. Yes, and so they're working with Moderna. That's frightening. And then you also have Pfizer, who out of all the pharmaceutical companies, they have the biggest. Uh, out of court settlement of 2.9 billion, I believe, than anybody, which makes you wonder what the fuck would those people bring into the table. Now you also have something I think that's been brought into consideration why a vaccine's getting pushed so much. Because if you look at the states where marijuana is legal, pharmaceutical companies are losing a huge profit. So if everyone has to take a vaccine, if everyone has to take boosters, these farm, these big farm companies are still going to be able to make their money and make their profits. You know, I'm not even talking about the ideas that people have and whatever else about chips or any of that. I'm just talking about how the big farm business, because I grew up in a generation, dude, where we didn't have that shit. Then all of a sudden, dude, they're popping pills to all my fucking, you know, kids I went to high school with and whatever else, dude. They're just giving them fucking these pills. And then 10, 15 years later... They're all fucked up, so they're giving them other pills to balance out the 15 years of giving them the fucking pills that they may have not should have given them in the fucking first place. They use my generation as fucking guinea pigs. You know, I have a joke uh, using my act. I don't do any drugs that are FDA approved. I get my word from the street. And I don't. I grew up where people, my, my family wanted to, you know, you might be ADD. Why? Because you saw that on Maury Povich? Like, No. Hey, I think I want to have fun. I don't like rules. That's what it is. I'm not ADD. That's the best part of your Occupy Wall Street set, right? iPod, iPhone, iPad. Generation I. I think. think. Yeah. You know? Fucking and, brilliant. And and that's and that's what the, that's what it seems like there's the elimination of. You know, uh the bitch of the the beauty and the bitch of social media. I mean, again, you would have never we would never be sitting here right now if it weren't for it. 
So to say that it's complete bullshit is is just you can't do that. But um, there is the other edge of the sword. But I'm a little stoned now, and I'm worried about leaving. So I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. Well, welcome. Um, Thank you. This is a very special Patreon-only episode of uh, Tim Warner, because this will never air on iTunes or YouTube. <laughs> why? <laughs> Bro, we just fucking laid the hammer I on I guarantee everything. I can get it up. Okay. Well, I'm we'll sure... if it gets any view, I bet you'll be shadow banned, whatever. I think this will be... But a- there's nothing I said that was wrong, and uh, or you said that I, that was wrong. Um, it's not my fault. Hunter Biden is fucking Taiwanese kids in the ass with a sandpaper condom. Not my fault that I just happened to look at the world and tell you what's going on. So if, if, if this gets, I, I, I'd be interested. I'll pu- I'll put this up in a heartbeat, put the whole thing together that you're going to do for me. I'll put it on YouTube in a heartbeat. See what happens. As a very proud and happy member of the Tim Warner Patreon, <laughs> I think the other Patreons, this is the kind of podcast episode that they would love. They're just dying to hear. And uh, it'll probably be where the only place to hear it. Okay. Possibly. Who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll see. But we'll we'll, we'll call this a very special Patreon only bonus episode. Okay. The Five Two Five Records Podcast. Tim Warner. I am Tim Warner on social media. Yes. I mean, everything it, is. I am. Tim if Warner. you're on the Tim Warner Patreon, you already know all this shit. So thank you very much, Tim Warner. We're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, I gotta use the bathroom. Then we gotta go down the street here. All right, buddy. Yeah, good all talking right. to you. Awesome. This Thanks is for great. doing the podcast. This is man. great. Thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, man. Well, if you made it this far, thank you for listening to the 525 Records podcast. Be sure to check out the all-new documentary that was just released featuring Tim Warner. It's called I Am Tim Warner, and you can find it on his YouTube and other video platforms. You can also catch him on Sundays at 8 p.m. in Austin, Texas at Firehouse Lounge for the Jokers in the Rye comedy show. Go to IamTimWarner.com for tickets. You can catch him in Boise, Idaho, July 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Tickets on sale, IamTimWarner.com. Until next time, thanks for listening to the 525 Records Podcast.